0: hello everyone i am kayla carter and i'm zarya roy and
1: welcome to the it's just us podcast where we talk about popular topics in our society from the point of view of two black women in college we hope our content is the perfect mix of enjoyable and informative when listening we hope to foster a safe and comfortable environment to talk about any and everything because remember it's just us
0: On today's episode, we will be wrapping up our discussion on love in its different forms by talking about love languages.
1: The love languages describe the way we feel loved and appreciated. Depending on our individual personality types, we may identify love differently than others. Understanding the love languages helps take the guesswork out of the person's expectations and needs.
0: In 1995, Dr. Gary Chapman split the best ways we as people receive love into five categories known as love languages. The first category is words of affirmation, using words to build up the other person and tell them that they are special and valued. So for example, saying, I love and appreciate the things you do for me will mean more to them than perhaps giving them a gift. Which brings me to the second category, receiving gifts. To a person with this love language, a gift can make them say, Wow, look at what this person got for me. They were really thinking about me.
1: Category three being acts of service, which is doing something for someone that you know they would like. So that could be cooking a meal, washing dishes, or any other acts of service. Category four is quality time, which is giving the other person your undivided attention, So that's like talking with each other, um, sitting in the living room, even with the TV off, listening, no phones, no other devices, just giving them your undivided attention.
0: And our fifth and final category is physical touch. So some examples of physical touch are holding hands, hugging, kissing, and even sexual intercourse.
1: Love languages and self journey are very closely related. It's important to know your love languages while you're on your self love journey because it's taking that self inventory. You're thinking about the things that you do like and the things that you don't like, the things that make you very irritable, the things that just make you sparkle. So I'm a student educator at my university and I teach an array of things, but one thing I preach to my students is knowing yourself. And this comes about when we're speaking about intimacy. So when we speak about intimacy, we talk about how the definition of intimacy is more than just sex and anything sexual, but it's about really knowing yourself. And we explain it in our five senses, which is our sight, our taste, our feeling, our hearing, and our smell. So we explain, like, it's important to know what you like to listen to or like to hear or the things you like to eat or things in that matter. Because when it comes to combining your time and your space with other people, it just makes it that much more easier for you guys to grow and communicate because you already know yourself. So how hard would it be trying to combine and learn yourself and learn somebody and then learn each other together? So you, we want to think of our love languages like our five love senses. We want to know what we're ranked as, what's our top, and what's our bottom so we know how we receive or how we best identify love.
0: Zaria just brought up some excellent points. And another big important thing to remember, too, is that love languages not only show you the best way that you receive love in your romantic relationships, but in platonic and familial relationships as well. So, before we decided to record this episode, me and Zaria both took the five love languages assessment online. And if you're curious to know what your love language is, we will be posting the... Um, link to the assessment in the description of this podcast. So, Zaria, what were your results?
1: My top action through my results were acts of service.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes actually a lot of sense. <laughs> I can think of a few times where I think that something was minuscule to me, and you just like really appreciated it. Like, for instance, all those times before you moved off campus when I would make dinner and I might have like extra left over and I asked you like, Oh, do you want a plate? And you would just like almost fall out because I was offering you food. Cause
1: y'all <laughs> I stayed on campus in Suite F with just a little refrigerator that works sometime. And I mean, I didn't like the calf and the flex was really slim. So and like I have I have long days I have long days now. Like, sophomore year, I don't think my days are that long, but I was still hungry. And, like, she just always fed me. Like, that just always means so much to me. Like, not the fact that you paid for the food or anything like that, but you literally cooked for me and didn't want me to go to bed hungry. I mean, I'm about to cry just thinking about it. You are
0: too much.
1: (laughs) So, Kayla, what were your results? What was your top number one?
0: So my number one out of all the categories was
1: quality time. Okay, I definitely <laughs> see that. Now listen, Kayla. Okay, we can be sitting in the car. It don't matter where we're going, but we get there. Okay, no, yeah, we get there, and let's say she's bringing me home. Like we're gonna sit in the car and talk. Like it, it, like when I say it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Snowstorm. Hurricane Katrina like we're gonna be sitting in the car and we're going to talk because we just have good conversation all the time and I really feel like Kayla just enjoys that and considers that quality time hence our podcast every time we record a podcast or we read an article that we really enjoy like we share that with each other and we just have that really um, intimate and vulnerable like discourse we talk about a lot of things all the time and it doesn't matter what time, me and Kayla are up at 4.30 in the morning <laughs> sending each other tweets. No, for real, y'all. We're we going to be the only people awake. So, <laughs> um, I, I I truly see how quality time is the, the top ranking in her results. I, I definitely see it.
0: Y'all, also, I'm a homebody now. So, if you want to see me and spend time with me, you got to come to where I'm at. I hate going out. So, that's really why I like quality time. Just sitting here watching TV. Like, Zaria said, like, when we, we say we talk to each other all the time, like, literally all the time, like, we're going to finish this podcast episode, she's going to go home, and I'm going to still find something to call her and talk to her about. <laughs>
1: I'm dead. <Yeah.
0: laughs> because it's the truth. But, yeah, it's quality time. It's my number one. And just like Zaria mentioned, just like it's important to know what you do like, it's also very important to know what you don't like. So, Zaria, what was your least ranking category? So, how do you not receive what is the best? All right, let's get it. (laughs) So, my very last one is receiving
1: gifts. Okay. I know that sounds a little what? Like you don't want people giving you stuff. Today. <laughs> now I'ma I'm gonna I'm share some things with you guys. I'm gonna be vulnerable, all right, I'm gonna be a risk taker and share some things. But um I noticed while I was doing my self inventory and I was doing self inventory on my emotions and how um I reacted to certain things and to certain people in certain situations and I noticed that I feel such discomfort receiving gifts from other people be it um a platonic friendship sometimes family and i've noticed it especially with males because i feel like when people give me things or like they may give me a gift that is going to be conditional or they can use that against me in some kind of way and like even with me saying this out loud right now it sounds really crazy but like now that i'm aware of that um i try to navigate my thinking to be a little bit more positive and open my mind up to receiving things from people and help myself understand that you do deserve things and you deserve good things and people can give you gifts and there be no limit and there be no condition to it like there are people who really want to unconditionally give to me because I know for a fact that I have a heart that will unconditionally give to any and everybody so I feel like I will receive that back in tenfold I just have to retrain my mind to think a little bit more positive. All right, Kayla, so
0: what was your very last um, section or category? Okay, so um, physical touch was dead last for me. Um, I'm not even going to lie. When I first got my results, I was a little shocked that physical touch was last for me. Only because like I thought I liked it, but then I kind of really like took some time and I was reflecting on a lot of the relationships I have with people. And kind of just examining what that looks like for me. And it really did hit me like, well, Kayla, no, you really don't. (laughs) You don't like physical touch as much as you think you do. And it's just, I'm not going to say, it's not something I hate. Like, I'm not going to say I don't like to be touched at all. But what I will say is I think that ties into um, what you say about knowing self-inventory. And so doing my self-inventory, I do realize um, physical touch for me is that's a very intimate thing. And so for me, there's not a lot of people that... I think I trust enough or care about enough that, um, for me, I want touching me or I feel comfortable, you know, touching Allowing them or it. expressing my love in that way. So that's, I think that just has to do with, um, boundaries for me.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't really do the whole hand holding
0: Yeah, thing. That's just a little, I don't think, not,
1: it's I don't not, think anybody holds hands in 2019.
0: Mm, I don't know. Sorry. I just said <laughs> maybe. <name. laughs> Maybe, you know, we're just not there yet, but it's okay because we're self-aware and we're right, working on right. it. But, yeah, I was like, you know, stuff like that. It is a little corny to me, but I have to get to the why. Because for some people, you know, a hand-holding can mean the world to them, and that's how you show them you love them. It means and it,
1: nothing to me. <laughs>
0: But if I come across somebody that I think, you know, I care about and then that's their number one, I'm going to have to learn to accommodate myself because I want to be able to show them that I love them. That's right. You're right. So I'm trying to think outside myself. Oh. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Well, that wraps up this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about love languages and how it relates to our self-love journeys. If you did enjoy our content, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast and be sure to follow us on Instagram at it's just us 247 We hope that you will tune in in the future because we have a lot more in store. In the meantime, remember, it's just us.